Our scripture today comes from Matthew. Now before I read this, I've got to preface it because as we were running through this morning, someone said, this sounds like an infomercial. <laughs> and it really does. I almost changed scriptures. I'm going to try not to read it like an infomercial. <laughs> Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's from the message. What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Really? <laughs> I call BS on that one. <laughs> because life can be hard. Do you guys feel like that sometimes? Life can be hard. There are times when the weight is heavy. And sometimes this verse just doesn't feel right to me. Sometimes I find myself uttering to God, enough already. Don't ask me to carry not one more sadness, not one more problem, not one more family issue. Don't ask me to bury a loved one. Don't ask me to be okay with loss that other people pass that keep me awake at night. Don't ask me not to worry where the next shooting's gonna be. The news at night just keeps getting heavier. And yet, here we are at a little church on the corner of Don Anna Drive. We come here because there is something in us that gives us hope that things can get better. Or that's why I'm here. I don't know why all y'all are here. But I'm willing to believe that my participation in the ongoing story of the God-human relationships can and will make the world and my life in some way in some sort of way that I can't understand better. That's why I'm here. I think it's the same for you all too. All right, each of you have a rock now, right? Okay, we'll get on with that so you don't have to wonder what we're gonna do with it. You each were given a rock and a crayon this morning when you came in here. I know you're wondering why, so let's just get to that part. I want you to take that rock. I want you to put it in your hand if you're able, and if not, just lay it on your lap. As it rests there, I invite you in this moment to take a deep breath and invite the holy into that private space we have and allow yourself to be covered in God's love. As you feel the heaviness, imagine that this rock stands for all the things we carry, all the pain we experience, the trauma that happens to us, all the secrets we keep from others. It represents the time we feel we're not worthy or valuable. It is the mask we put on to fit in. It is the fear of disappointing someone we love. The weight of this rock 
is a tiny representation of the mask we wear every day. The parts of ourselves we hide for fear others will reject us if they find out. It stands for all that keeps us up at night and all that holds us back from loving ourselves more fully. And when that happens, we certainly aren't able to be present to our neighbor and love them fully. Can you feel the heaviness as you hold it? I invite you to come back in the room with me. As things come to you this morning during the sermon, those things that keep you up, the things that make your heart heavy, the things you're carrying around that you can't tell anybody, you have a rock. I want you to write on that rock an initial, a name, uh, you can draw a symbol, but I want you to write what is keeping you up at night and what burdens you're carrying on this rock. That rock represents all the heavy weight we all carry. In the NRSV, which doesn't sound like an infomercial, the scripture reads, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle and humble and hard and you will find rest in your souls. Does anybody need rest in their souls this morning? Amen. Kenny preached a sermon not too long ago on this text and explained the physics of how a yoke works it made a lot more sense to me. He told us how that yoke held a bar and it served to equal out the weight of the heavy load. When he was preaching that sermon, I thought about how God gives us relationships and how these relationships are glimmers of holy encounter. It helped me understand more about people come to churches and how the resurrection of grace and hope and peace occur not because we rock, walk through these front doors, but because we did. And when we did, we were seen, we were heard, and we began to experience the awakening that only love can do. Has anybody been awakened by love? In his book, Telling Secrets, Frederick Beekner writes, what we hunger for perhaps more than anything else is to be known in our full humanness. And yet that is often just what we also fear more than anything else. It's important to tell at least from time to time the secret of who we truly are and who we fully are. Because otherwise we run the risk of losing track of who we truly and fully are and little by little come to accept instead the highly edited version which we will put in hope that the world will find is more accessible than the real thing. We all play that game, don't we? Put on a mask when we go somewhere we're not sure about. I try to be an open book most of the time, but I do have a secret or two, and I suspect that everybody in this room does. When I first found BUCC, after a five-year hiatus, I was probably the most skeptical person in the room. I was skeptical about how all this church stuff worked. Some days I'm still that skeptical person. 
But God's love continues to invite me to let go, and I'm becoming to believe in the wonder of what happens when a group of people experience God's love together. It's wonderful what happens. One Sunday when we'd finished worship, we had a discussion in the fellowship hall. I was pretty new. I was a little nervous about even going to that discussion. And as we sat around the table, somebody brought up prayer and how it worked and then asked us if any of us were burdened or worried about anything. And then they started going around the table and sharing. And I started cringing. <laughs> I began to worry about what I might say. And to be honest, at that time, I wasn't even sure these people should even know my name. And I sure didn't want them knowing the dark night of my soul. As I listened to the strangers who were little by little starting to become family, even when I didn't want to accept that they were, I felt myself beginning to open. Truth is, at that moment, at that very moment, sitting around that table, I was going through the probably the hardest time in my whole life. It's still the hardest time in my whole life. The weight of it kept me from breathing. You ever had anything keep you from breathing? And I felt sick to my stomach. In most moments, all I could do was take the next step because the pain of it kept me paralyzed. I couldn't fix it. I couldn't change it. And I didn't even like to think about praying about it because I was mad at God. When it was my turn to share at the table, the presence of the holy became real. And while I was scared, the truth-telling of others invited me to somehow trust enough to share. If I'd been holding a rock at that time, the words I would have written would have been anguish and despair because my world had completely crumbled underneath me. I could feel my tears well up. You guys know I don't cry easy. And crying in front of a group of strangers was not on my top ten list of things to do. <laughs> but these people, these strangers, they loved me with eyes that reminded me of Jesus. I felt like Jesus was looking at me. And before I knew it, I started to talk. I did not share my secret, my secret pain. But this is what I said through a quivering voice. My world has crashed and crumbled, and I don't know what to do. It is hard to get out of bed, and the weight of life is just too much right now. And I need somebody to pray, because right now I can't. Sitting next to me was Dean Rogers. He's one of the most gentle souls around. And he reached over and touched my hand and he said, every, every time this week you think you cannot get up, 
I want you to lean into the wind and listen. Because each one of us will be saying your name in prayer for the next week. You don't have to pray. Just lean in and listen. It's big stuff. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Come to me and rest, Jesus said. Accept my yoke, he said. And that is what the people at that table did for me. They took the weight of my secret without ever knowing what it was, and they carried it with me. That week, I leaned into the wind a lot, and I could feel the Spirit lifting me up. And I knew somebody was whispering my name. I visualized it, and I believed they were doing it. And I could feel God shifting inside of me, and I made it through. I made it through. In our modern world, coming to grace and mercy and rest that Jesus is speaking about comes most often, for me, through life in community with people who represent the heart and hands and eyes of Christ. And somehow, without understanding how, I don't know how that happens, the world becomes lighter when we share the weight together. I mean, that's what our joys and concerns are all about every Sunday. Every Sunday, we share the weight. And in sharing the weight, we love a little deeper. We're reminding ourselves that God is right here. And we speak our truths here, or we simply say, I have an unspoken prayer request, and by the time we leave, this is what happens to me, simply by sharing, our anxiety and worries are lessened. Now, the nerd in me wanted to know why this happens. So I went on a tangent in my study. I won't read all of the psychology articles I read. But I'm going to sum up what I found out. Studies done in 2007 and 2012 by Lieberman, Vago, and Silverswag reveal why verbalizing our emotional pain and worries through storytelling, writing, or even by examining the emotions through mindful meditation has such an impact on our own healing. Their studies reveal that labeling our feelings reduces the activation in our amygdala, which is our center that triggers fight or flight reactions. They found that when humans give words to emotions, we move away from the limbic limbic reactivity by acting parts of our brain that deal with language and meaning in the right frontal cortex. Thus, we become less reactive and more mindfully aware. That's from Psychology Today. That Jesus was a pretty smart guy. He seemed to know what he was talking about, don't you think? About sharing the weight and about wanting some rest. Renee is my friend. She's indigenous and knows the way of the land and knows how to listen with her spirit. And I love her. And I cherish how our lives have continued to connect over the years. Several years ago, her brother passed away. 
And when it happened, she was devastated. I mean, they were like this, they were like twins. I connected to her at the funeral and I kept keeping in touch with her over the next few months. And I continued to feel the heaviness of her grief when I spoke to her. You know, you can feel people's grief. And you can see it all over their body. One day, when I was really worried about her, I called three of her friends and her daughter and devised a fake hiking trip. We hiked together, so it wasn't out of the norm for us to be taking a hiking trip. We all got together and we drove to her house in Berea. And my car was full of communion bread and candles and juice and thread and rocks. Maybe that's a little woo-woo for you all. But that's who I am. We arrived and set up in her living room and we asked her to come and sit amongst us. We wove a bracelet as we talked about her gifts to the world. And we tied it on her wrist so that she had something tangible to remind her that she was not alone. We prayed and we lit candles and we shared communion. Her big old bloodhound tried to steal the communion bread. <laughs> he got a big piece of it. But I had brought a bandana wrapped up and had stones wrapped up in it. And I gave her that bandana and I asked her to hold it, to just hold it in her lap. And after a while, after she could feel that heaviness, I asked her to unwrap the bandana. Can you guys feel your own heaviness? Inside, when she unwrapped it, were six rocks. And I explained to her that the weight of the rock stood for her pain, for her loss, for her grief. And then I said to her, for months you have carried this alone, all on your back thinking you can handle it by yourself. But here we are, your sisters, wrapped around you, and we're holding you in love. And we invite you to touch each stone, to feel its weight, and when and if you're ready, we want to carry a piece of that grief for you. We will hold on to it until you're ready to put it down. She touched them, felt the weight, and then she offered each one of us a piece of it. She entrusted the heaviness of our grief to us. Months went by. I kept my rock up on the shelf, and every time I walked by it, I said a prayer for her. And then one day, about nine months afterwards, I got a text and said, my load is lighter now. Go lay that rock in a stream. Anybody here need to lighten their load today? Today, when we receive communion, I'll be up here with a basket. 
The rock you've held throughout the sermon is not yours to carry alone. For it is for all of us to share. And we don't have to know what your burden is. You just have to trust us to help carry it so that you can lean in the wind and know that somebody whispers your name. When we share the weight, it's easier to carry. May we come to trust the grace of Christ and be willing to lighten our load. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.